Hello and welcome to the Lost Teams podcast, episode 12. I am your co-host, Anthony Trudelli. Here with me again, my fellow co-host, Andrew Lennox. Andrew, how are you doing? I'm well, Anthony. How are you? I'm doing well. Happy. Things have been going going great lately. Uh, good. It's a sunny day, so it's all good. It's all good. Uh, Started off cloudy, but yeah, it looks nice. Yeah. Yeah, here in California. And uh, I mean, the Patriots... Ex quarterback Tom Brady wins his seventh Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I Are you am happy about that. I am happy. Uh, yeah. I'd say 95, 90% happy, 10% like the Patriots were. What are they doing? But, um, yeah, for people don't know, obviously you're a Patriots fan. Yes, grew up in New England. So that's, yeah. that's actually a clue as to what team we're going to do coming up. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I'm, I've had mostly happy feelings. I mean, I don't understand how you could argue that Tom Brady is not the greatest football player of all time now. I mean, I, he won. He won. People that, tried to take the the titles he won was away from him because of Spygate and then the Deflategate title, and he still won more two more titles with the Patriots after that. And then he left the Patriots and wasn't winning under Belichick. He was playing under uh, Bruce Arians with the with the uh, Buccaneers. Sorry, I almost said uh-huh. Lightning. And he wins another one. The first year he leaves the Patriots. I mean, the the doubters have to stop doubting Tom Brady. You cannot. I I totally understand if you don't like um, him, yeah. like as as a human being. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I have some problems with his his past history, but uh, I as a as a competitor and a quarterback, he is the best of all time. Yeah, there's no argument for me. I just the guy's a winner. Yeah. Well, my cats are something happened. Oh well. Um, anyway. <laughs> Today's uh, today's episode is going to be one of the rare baseball episodes, and we're going to try something. Uh, we're just going to do one team this week. We had a little bit of a long episode last week, and we both had a busy week, so we're going to do one team. I'm going to present the history of the now maybe temporarily defunct Vermont Expos slash Lake Monsters, who were a short short season minor league team that played up in Vermont for 25 years almost. Okay. And it's uh, they've got an interesting history. I mean, even even before they existed, there's some big names in the previous Vermont team that we can maybe get to uh, mm-hmm. in a future episode. And they just have a very down home Vermonty type feel. I hope a lot of my uh, my friends and family that listen to this <laughs> will not be insulted by some of the things that I say or impressions I do. But uh, it's <laughs> uh, I think we're going to have a good time in this episode. So did did they have anything? Affiliated with the 94 Montreal Expos? Yeah, actually, they started right after that or right before that. So okay. um, they were an affiliate of the Montreal Expos, and then they changed was, when the Montreal Expos left. They were uh, they were an affiliate of a couple other teams that we'll get to. I was a massive fan with the Expos or of the Expos when I was a kid. So yeah, you're gonna you're probably gonna hear some familiar names and and maybe have some nostalgia. So my sources for this episode were uh, an article from Business People Vermont by Julia Lynham called The Uncommon Carrier. I don't know why she called that title that, but who knows. Um, as well as A Million Reasons to Go to an Expos Game from the Vermont Business Journal, March 21st, 2003. An NBC Boston article from 2018 by Jack Thurston called Vermont's Minor League Team to Change Name. And a New York Times article by David Leonhard. Uh, titled The Last Team with the Expo's Nickname Will Play Its Final Game. So that'll give you a clue as to where we're going as well. So the Vermont Expos uh, were founded in 1993 
when a local businessman by the name of Ray Precor Jr. bought the Jamestown, New York Expos and moved them to Burlington, Vermont. So this businessman owned basically the transportation company that runs a lot of the, uh, the ferries that go around Lake Champlain in Vermont. And mm-hmm. I mean, because Vermont, if you know the geography about it, Lake Champlain kind of is squished between New York State, Quebec, and Vermont. And then so you is can take ferries. It's a big lake. Yeah, that's another a funny a funny thing we'll get to. It's a big it's a big lake, not yeah. quite as big as the Great Lakes. It's got maybe a little bit of a um, a Big Brother complex with the other Great Lakes, but we'll get to that in a little sure. bit as well. Baseball in Vermont might seem weird, like it's just a it's a very northern state. Vermont is really known for some other things, like in our era, Bernie Sanders and maple syrup, fish. But it's had a long, long baseball legacy. Mm-hmm. It, before the Vermont Expos were in Vermont, there was another minor league team that was a double A team called the Vermont Mariners. The Vermont Mariners were a uh, affiliate of the Seattle Mariners and once had Ken Griffey Jr. and Paul O'Neill and Barry Larkin all play for them. And that's an impressive three. Yeah. Imagine like that kind of blows my mind. Imagine just living in, in Burlington, Vermont, like being a fan of the Vermont Mariners and one day Ken Griffey Jr. becomes for a period of time, the base, best baseball player in the world for like a long period of time. Yeah, he was. And it's, he didn't use steroids as far as we know. No, it's incredible. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just, to me, that's a very, I like that. Still one thing I really like about minor league baseball in America, that you can live in a small town and still have access to legendary Hall of Fame athletes. It's, it's pretty interesting. Right. So they were affiliated with, uh, as you might have guessed, the Vermont, ex- excuse me, the Montreal Expos, who played at the Olympic Stadium in Montreal. Mm-hmm. And even though people think of New England as mostly Boston sports, uh, Boston sports region, where we're all rooting for the Bruins and Celtics and Red Sox and Patriots, the northern part of Vermont is kind of split, kind of like the southern part of Connecticut is with, with New York teams. The northern part of Vermont, there are some people who root for Montreal teams, of course, Back then, there were only two, the uh, Montreal Canadiens in hockey and the Montreal Expos. Yeah. Driving to Montreal from a place like the Northeast Kingdom, which is like the, the Northeast three uh, counties in Vermont that kind of border Quebec and New Hampshire, mm-hmm. uh, which I've spent a lot of time in the Northeast Kingdom, is beautiful. It's an, it's an amazing place. It's also in the middle of nowhere. So <laughs> <I'm> sure. <laughs> But uh, driving to Montreal is actually much faster than driving down to Boston. So that's why people... Less traffic, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, less traffic. There's sometimes you have family that lives in Quebec that are... I have a friend who's got a family who lives in Quebec and they're all Montreal fans. So Mm -hmm. you grow up rooting maybe for the Expos and the Canadians. Right. All of Northern Vermont where where, uh, not just the Northeast Kingdom, but where Burlington is located. Burlington's on the, uh, the west, northwest side of Vermont bordering kind of New York and the Canadian border. That's where UVM is located. And they also mm-hmm. t- tend, some of them, not all of them, not going to speak for all of them, kind of tended to root for the Montreal teams because, again, it's it's a shorter drive. And so... Uh, what are they called? The Catamounts? Is that right? Catamounts. UVM yeah. Catamounts. Yeah. Yep. So they played, the Vermont Expos played at Centennial Field, which is the oldest stadium in the minor leagues, according to that New York Times article I mentioned. Nice. Uh, it was built in 1906, which makes it older than Fenway and Wrigley Field. Crazy. I mean, the st- I've seen, I believe it or not, I've never been to a game. I've seen pictures of the stadium. It's nothing fancy, but it's, it's a nice stadium. Luckily for the Vermont Expos, they played, they were a short season single A minor league in the New York Penn League, which only goes from June until September. So 
mm-hmm. basically once the amateur players are drafted and signed, that's one of the first places they go. So they go to the New York Penn League, a short season. And in June, I, it, it usually is pretty warm in Vermont in June. I'd say probably between 50s and 70s, you get some hot days. The latest I can remember it's snowing in New England recently was 2013. I think it snowed in Memo- on Memorial Day in the high elevations. Wow. So, oh, and just in the higher elevations. Yeah. Not but in like I, Boston, right? No, no, no. This was yeah. like northern New England. But uh, I didn't find any. I was looking for articles where the, they got snowed out, but I don't think they've ever been snowed out just because of when they played. Yeah. So their mascot was Champ. I say was, is they don't exist anymore, but they're, they might still exist. It's, it, it will get to that at the end. Their, mas- their, mascot, blech, their mascot is Champ, the lake monster, who allegedly lives in Lake Champlain. The old hats, I think I used to have one. I, maybe I can see if my parents can dig it up, but they were cool. They, had like a, they were black with a red V and a cartoon like lake monster swimming through the V. They were really That's cool. Yeah, I, I I'll post one up when we post some clips. I of this. believe I believe I've seen them the hats yeah. before. They're really cool. Yeah, um, they're very they're very kind of cartoony. I, I just I like it. What so what was their mascot's name? Champ. I think I was gonna say was it UP? What was UP was the Vermont? Isn't he the Montreal Canadiens? Yeah, is that yeah? I think he is. I'm trying to think the. Uh, Montreal Expos mascot had a funny name too. I can't remember what his name was. I just remember him bugging Tommy Lasorda. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so the mascot was Champ, named after Lake Champlain, where the actual lake monster allegedly lives. Uh-huh. And it might sound ridiculous to people who don't know a lot, a lot about Vermont, but Lake Champlain. This is a kind of a tangent we're going to go on. Is yeah. actually <laughs> Lake Champlain is actually a big deal in Vermont unlike the rest of the country. It's huge. Like I said, it's sandwiched between New York, Vermont, and Canada. Yeah. And it was briefly considered a great lake. So I'm going to read this straight from Wikipedia. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of a funny bar trivia fact you might need to know once the pandemic is over. So Lake Champlain briefly became the nation's sixth great lake on March 6th, 1998, when President Clinton signed Senate Bill 927. This bill was led by U.S. Senator Patrick Leahy of Vermont and authorized the National Sea Grant Program. uh, It contained a line declaring Lake Champlain to be a great lake. This status enabled its neighboring states to apply for additional federal research and education funds allocated to these national sources. However, following a small uproar, (laughs) I guess from the other Great Lakes fans, the Great Lakes status was rescinded on March 24th. Although New York and uh, Vermont universities continue to receive funds to monitors to study the lake. So it was who briefly cares? a great lake. Yeah. It's like, like who, who's the guy that's like, nope, we're not doing that. Like what politicians like? Probably no, some, someone from Michigan, probably. Yeah. Somebody from, yeah. Somebody from uh, upset about Vermont doesn't like New England. I don't know. I don't know who would honestly, who would care. Who, like, they don't want yeah. They don't want to share the funding with another few states. Like There's more pressing issues. In yeah. 1998, there was some issues to deal with, I'm sure. Besides yeah. well, Great Lakes. I don't remember exactly that. I don't remember exactly what happened. Well, this is around when Bill Clinton's whole controversy was going down. So I'm sure right. he was like, hey, let's distract some people for <laughs> three seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so back to uh, the actual baseball team. Uh, actually, no, wait, back to the lake for a little bit. The lake and the monster was named after Samuel de Champlain, the French explorer, who uh-huh. said he saw a lake monster. It had 
impenetrable skin, large jaws, and sharp teeth. Native Americans also claim to see a lake monster in the lake. So that was what Champ was named after. Why Why every big lake is there like a lake monster? Like everyone claims like um, there's uh, in, in Canada, in Kelowna, British Columbia, Lake Okanagan, there's uh, the, the monsters called uh, Ogopogo. <laughs> That's the worst name for a lake monster. If I were yeah. Ogopogo, I'd just go drown myself. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a 90 mile lake. It's monster. It's huge. There's another one in New, uh, in Vermont called Lake. Um, I can't believe I'm. I used to go. I used to drive by it all the time. Uh, lake Willoughby. It's very yeah. deep, like very very deep. They think there's a. They say there's a lake monster in there. There's all a bunch of weird rumors about Lake Willoughby that they're like tubes that go underneath that connect to other lakes that people get sucked into. It's just a. It's of very course. eerie place. It's a beautiful Lake Willoughby's beautiful as well, but it's kind of creepy. That sounds realistic. Just people getting sucked by tubes to other lakes. <laughs> People have theories about what Champ actually is. People think it, uh, he mistook a bunch of logs for a lake monster or a sturgeon. Yeah. That the sturgeons that live or a school of sturgeon. Uh, the record. I have my theory though. So the record lake trout in Lake Champlain was about three and a half feet long and weighed almost twenty pounds. So I'm thinking maybe he saw. Uh, this this record lake trout's great 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 grandfather, and maybe the magnification in the lake made it look bigger than it was. Um, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. We got, I mean, it sounds like it was what you just mentioned. Otherwise, we probably got some Vermonters being like, "Oh fuck y'all, guys! See the big great lake monster over there? <laughs> I see Champ <laughs> all the time down there." So they have a mixture of a Canadian. Um, New England accent or what? Oh y'all, guy, we go lake lake trout fishing all the time. Oh, French accent? I, I, I can't, don't know where I'm, this is going. I'm, me and my friends have this like Vermont New Hampshire accent that I can't uh, that I can't do. But uh, okay, yeah, we go up loud away New Hampshire, catch some big lake trout up there, guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, crickets. <laughs> my <laughs> friends are gonna kill me for that. Uh, no, I mean it was a good effort. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it could be really good. I I don't know anyone from Vermont, so I, I have nothing to go by. That was more of a northern New Hampshire accent. The Vermont uh, accent, okay. it's it's another uh it's another it's another animal, but it's yeah. it's unique. You gotta listen to it. Anyway, back to baseball. Sorry for that long tangent. Uh no they were in, like I said, their entire existence in the New York Penn League, which was a minor league founded all the way back in nineteen thirty-nine. It was a class A short season league, so like I said, it only went from June to September. Their first uh-huh. game, the Expo's first game, was June sixteenth, nineteen ninety-four. They fell 6-5 to the Pittsfield Mets in front of over 5,000 fans. Pittsfield. Pretty sure New York. Pittsfield, New York. Our house. Yeah. But 5,000 fans watching the game. I mean, that's not bad. No, that's a great crowd for any minor league yeah. team in any sport. They won their first game three days later against Hudson Valley. In their, open, in their opening season, they missed the playoffs by just a single game but had a winning record so early success which continued over the next couple seasons they made the finals the next year and then won the entire new york penn league in only their third year of existence so and this is back when the expos were good right like 94 and then when they the strike yeah. they, the season I think the strike was 94 when they had i yeah. mean they were dominating that season they were yeah they would win the World Series. They, I mean, they would have been the favorite going in the playoffs. Yeah. So in that strike happened. in that general time, they were a well-run organization. So there's no wonder why the Vermont Expos were even in short season single A were so good. Right. 
No, the Expos just had a terrible stadium. Yes, and uh, I, you know what? I've been to an Expos game, and I kind of liked it. I was there when I was maybe like 11 or 12, yeah. and it was, it was nice. I, I, I mean, the stadium was a dump. Yes, absolutely. But I, am, yeah. I remember having a good time. I actually saw the Expos play the Cardinals. Uh-huh. I think it, I want to say it was either the year or the year before that Mark McGuire broke the home, home run record. Uh, so well, the Expos he, still a team then? Yeah, yeah I guess it was 98. So. Yeah, yeah, and I think I saw, I think I saw Pedro Martinez pitch. I, I might be wrong on this. I might just be having a very rosy picture of the game I went to. I'm pretty sure Mark McGuire hit a home run, and I think Pedro Martinez started the game. Yeah, cool. so I think it must have been '97. So it must have been the year before. Um, I, I forgot what I forgot what year Pedro went to the Red Sox. It was an interesting experience, and that's when the Vermont Expos were kind of at their peak as well. When the Vermont, when the Montreal Expos were were still pretty good. They must have had such a good farm system. Yeah, I mean they had to have. So unfortunately, eleven years after the Vermont Expos were founded and became the Montreal Expos farm team, the Montreal Expos were moved to Washington, and became the Washington Nationals. The Expos, though, because that happened. At the time it did, the Expos didn't have enough time, the Vermont Expos, to change their name. So they kept their affiliation with the Washington Nationals, but kept their name, the Vermont Expos, for one season. Sure. That made them the last professional baseball team to have the Expos name, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so this is a funny quote that I uh, <laughs> this is a funny quote that I saw from the New York Times article that I laughed at. The Vermont Expos kept the name this year largely as a tribute to their major league team that played 100 miles north of here. It's been a fitting tribute, too. Montreal made the playoffs only once in its 36 years, and Vermont has spent every day of the season in last place. (laughs) That's a burn. Yeah, that's a burn. 36 years. Yeah. One time in the playoffs. Yep, that's tough. But uh, unfortunately, the Vermont Expos suffered some financial issues that the Montreal Expos also did. Yeah. Probably uh, filtered through the organization. Yeah. But uh, this is the point. So this next season, I think it's 2006, they decided to change their name. They have a change the name team and the submit or the, a change the name contest. And the submissions were very Vermonty. They include, included mm-hmm. entries like the Green Mountain Boys after the uh, Revolutionary War Vermont soldiers the Maple Bombers, the Quarry Men. <laughs> it's getting progressively maple worse. Maple Bombers, I like that. Me too. I think it's a great name. But it gets yeah. pro- progressively worse from there. The Quarry Men. Oh, yeah, we're a bunch of Quarry Men guy. Uh, I like the, that. Yeah. <laughs> the Foliage, as in like Ooh. leaves. Yeah. The, the Red Clovers. <laughs> and Red this is, Clovers. This is my favorite. <laughs> the two favorites. The Jesum Crows. Ah, yeah. oh, Jesum Crow Pup. The Jesum Crow, it's like a Vermont uh, expletive. Like, it's like a Vermont kind of expletive. Like, instead of, it's like a variation of Jesus Christ. Like, ah, oh, Jesum Crow, Bob. <laughs> wow. Uh, ever, the- ever heard that. Like I said, <laughs> I know no one from Vermont. So anyone from Jesum Vermont. Crow. But, wow. So this is, uh, this is the best one, though. One that's, con- like Pitts, that's like Pitts. Sorry to interrupt. That's like uh, people in Pittsburgh saying, Yen's guys. Yeah, exactly. The Yinzers. <laughs> Steve, Steve, our guest on the last episode is going to love that you brought up Yin's guys. He loves. I think I said it right. I hope. Yeah, he loves that that uh, slang. Yeah. 
So uh, the best contestant name or best uh, uh, entry that one contestant sent in was the Howlin' Howards after Howard Dean's scream on the campaign trail leading into the 2004 election. The one. I remember that. <laughs> so they wanted to name the team after that scream, which is awesome. How many times has that been viewed on YouTube? And oh, streaming? so many. I bet you people don't even, with all the stuff that's been going on politically and on the campaign trail, I bet you most people don't even remember that. The last little bit about the Expos before they adopted their new name, the Lake Monsters, was uh, the team sponsored a radio show in Montreal while they were still the Expos, but the, the Montreal Expos were gone to let the people of Montreal know that they were keeping the Expos name alive. Yeah. But they became in an effort to get fans to drive down. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they changed their name to the Lake monsters. Uh, uh, but unfortunately, even at this time they were suffering financially from the aftermath of the Expos. They didn't have a winning season after the year 2000. As any minor league teams not suffer financially. (laughs) I mean, no. And, and that's probably a part of the reason why they're eventually disappearing or going to disappear. Yeah. But uh, sorry, they didn't have a winning season after 2000 as the Expos, but they did have winning seasons, I think a few more, as, after they changed their name to the Lake Monsters. That's good. They changed their jerseys to the colors Columbia Blue, Navy Blue, and Lime Green, which if you look them up on Wikipedia, those are, they're pretty cool jerseys. I like Hartford them. Hartford Whalers-like? A little more, kind of. A little yeah. more, the, the Lime Green makes them like a little more uh it's not like kelly green no no it's like lime it's like bright green kind of 90s looking gotcha they had numerous tributes to former expos major leaguers that had played for the montreal expos even after they changed their name uh, including Uh andre donson andre dawson and dennis martinez yeah Uh, dennis martinez oh man he was great yeah, it's it's they really were playing on the nostalgia, but you kind of have to. I mean, minor league teams are not- notorious for doing all these promotions yeah. to, to draw on fans. Yeah, they. I mean, they had some. They, I forgot about Andre Dawson, Andres Galarraga, mm. Larry Walker, just to name a few. Yeah, yeah, they had some greats in in Montreal. It's a real Pete shame. Rose played for the Expos for a second. Yeah, he played for the Expos for one year in 1984. Was that at least last year? No, he played with the Reds again until '86. Oh, okay. And he well, yeah, he was their because he was their player manager from '84 to '86. Player manager—that's yeah. unheard of now. Yeah, I wonder if we're ever going to have one of those again. No, no, probably not. He'll just uh, play I'll, himself, like unless Tom Brady wants. To, unless Tom, unless Bruce Arians retires and Tom Brady wants to coach the team, Tom Brady can do it. Yeah, I think so. LeBron James could do it. Yep. And well, those might be the only two. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like getting off into remember when Gretzky coached the Coyotes and he was not good. Yeah, you know who would be needed to be a player coach manager these days? Who? Or what I say, player coach manager is player player <laughs> coach player slash coach. manager player coach. Uh, Reg Dunlop from Slapshot. Yeah, there we go. That would work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so back on the rails. Wrapping up the the kind of the history of the Lake Monsters. In their entire history, they made the playoffs four times. 1995, they lost in the finals. They won the entire New York Penn League in 96. Uh, they lost in the semis as the Lake Monsters in 2011. And they lost in the finals as the Lake Monsters in 2017. 
around that time in 2011, they changed their major league affiliation to the athletics. So they were the athletics minor league team for a while. They were the A's affiliate from 2011 until 2020 when the A's ended their affiliation with the Expos and, excuse me, the Lake Monsters, and there was no minor league team. There's no major league team that they're affiliated with. So as of now, they do not exist. Okay. Uh, but that is kind of up in the air. It sounds like they're negotiating to come back as either an independent minor league team or uh some sort of in some sort of fashion there are a couple leagues that are being discussed i think in that area as developmental leagues so yeah. they're like i don't they, they they technically couldn't be professional i think they're actually college leagues where players who don't don't they have uh, like a really famous uh summer ball league yeah or, no i'm sorry winter ball league i don't i don't know where it is but it's in massachusetts cape Maybe. Cod, the cape the cape cod league over the yeah. summer that, that's played in the summer yeah yeah that's kind of what this would be um yeah. so they who knows they might come back as 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 a team basically like a college a summer league team where where amateur players will play before they're drafted kind of like a showcase oh okay uh, that's i cool. don't know there hasn't been any official news i don't think that they would do that but there there are ways that they can come back and i think i've read in a couple articles that they're trying to return in some way shape or form um but with the even before the pandemic the major major league baseball was thinking about contracting a, a few of the leagues and, and a lot of the minor league teams uh they say i think in an attempt to save money but uh i think it's probably an attempt to make more mm-hmm. uh and with the pandemic that just kind of furthered those plans along so yeah. That's why the that's why the Lake Monsters are, are no longer at least temporarily, but they might return. Yeah, cool. Let's hope they return and bring some entertainment to uh, the state of Vermont. Oh yeah, one more thing. Uh, in 2018, they changed their name just briefly for a couple na- games from the Lake Monsters to the Maple Kings. That's, that needs to be the name if they come back. Maple he, Kings. Actually, I like Maple Bombers better. Yeah, Maple, Maple Bombers was great. But the reason they did it was to promote their tourism. So they wanted to be known as the Maple Kings when they went to go play games in New York and other places. Yeah. So that people would be like, oh, yeah, there's foliage in Vermont. <laughs> yeah. It's a very yeah. simple marketing strategy, but it's, I guess I liked it. I like the name Maple Kings, Maple Bombers. Anybody from the Vermont Expos slash Lake Monsters, if you're listening, go with Maple Kings or Bombers. That's a good name. Oh, Maple Syrup sounds good. Oh, I drink that stuff. <laughs> I, I'm serious. When I want like some dessert and there's nothing in the house, I drink maple syrup. <laughs> drink it in college. Drink it. Did you guys drink it out of a beer bomb? No. Well, I was because I went to college in California. That was not. That's right. I'm just kidding. People in California. <laughs> I'm a, so I'm a native. I don't know if you call me a native Vermonter. I was born. I lived in Vermont when I was born, but I was I was born across the river in a hospital in New Hampshire. So I'm a native New Hampshire Vermonter, whatever you want to call me. Yeah. Uh, but no, I went to college in California. And oh, people, so no, no maple syrup bong rips? No, no maple syrup bong rips. <laughs> but actually, my friend Kieran used to joke to me when I told him I was from Vermont. He was like, we here in California don't know the states in New England. He was like, as no. far as we know, there's just New York just spans from like New York all the way to Maine. Yeah. And then there's like a little outcove that's Boston. And then he's like, oh, wait, but the west part of it, like New Hampshire, Vermont area, we just call that Vermont. Like that's yeah. just we just know that as Vermont. So, right. Uh, that's the map of new, of, uh, new England to a native Californian. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, and Cal- I don't think Californians actually know about the rest of the country at all, to be honest. 
Yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm California. Just I'm just kidding. I love I love California, but well, one last bashing on California yeah. story. Uh, even though I love it here, and I would never move. Um, yeah. When I was in middle school, I think, or early in high school, I went on vacation to San Francisco, and I uh, I was in the elevator, and someone in the, uh, one of the um, employees of the hotel was like, "Hey, where are you guys from?" We're like, "Oh, we're from uh, New England, Vermont, New Hampshire." And he's like, "Oh, wow." Is there snow there? I was like, yes. Wait, there's people oh. that don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so they yeah, don't know that get, much. I used to get that question when I moved to Colorado from Canada. People would ask me if we I, I lived in an igloo when I <laughs> – no, seriously. Like, kids would ask me that. I'm just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's cold where I'm from, but come on. Yeah. I. That's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of Vermont and Canada ignorance going on around the country that we need to change. <laughs> All right. So final, final uh, thing about the, Ver- the Vermont Expos, uh, the Vermont Expos and Vermont Lake Monsters were the early teams of many, a few, I'll say more than a few well-known professional baseball players, including Orlando Cabrera, mm-hmm. Jeff Blum, Milton Bradley, Jorge Milton Bradley. Julio, yeah. Jason Bay, Ian Desmond, San Le- Sandy Leone, and Chad Pinder. Some excellent players right there. Yeah. I mean, like I said, just cool that as a Vermonter, people in, in Northern Vermont and Burlington's a big, is a city. It's not a big city, but I'm, I'm acting like Vermont is this really rural area. It is for the most part, but Burlington's a big kind of crunchy, uh, artsy, very nice city. Strongly suggest yeah. you go visit if you're in the area. But, I've heard some great things about Vermont. So we're yeah. not to any of your buddies listening. We're not dissing Vermont. So I'd, I'd yeah. love to get there. So yeah, Vermont's beautiful. Uh, but just the, the fact that people who live in that corner of the country get to see some, some future uh, professional baseball players and stars. That's cool. I like, I've always liked yeah. that about minor league baseball. No, that's really cool. All right. Well, uh, I think that'll do it for this episode of the Lost Teams podcast about the Vermont Expos slash Vermont Lake Monsters. Uh, anything you want to add? Anything uh, where people, any work people can find you at, Andrew? Yeah, no, I found that that was a really good job, Anthony. Um, didn't you. know much about the team. Didn't know much about Vermont, to be honest. So I really enjoyed talking about it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at A-W-L-E-N-N. And I also... Um, right for a fantasy sports website. That's rotoballer.com. Sounds good. You can find me on Twitter at Delhi Tweets. That's D-E-L-L-I-T-W-E-E-T-S. And on Instagram at The Media Delhi. Uh, you can also find my work at The Hockey Writers. And this this past week, I got uh, my first article published in the LA Times about the Oops. Anaheim Ducks goal song. Uh, so check that out as well. Congratulations on that. That's really cool. And yeah, people out there, check it out. Thank you. I'm going to put my feet up and not do any work for the next couple of weeks and celebrate. Just kidding. Celebrate my victory. <laughs> you can uh, but, take uh, uh, maple syrup beer bongs. I am going to chuck some maple syrup in celebration. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for uh, tuning in. We'll see you next week. That's it.